0: Côr, er, fulch, er, goleir, de, Uchturon, eh, Dear friends, you are most welcome to Oris and and I do thank you for being with us on what is a very special day for us, celebrating the centenary of the establishment of Dáil and it's a very, very great honour to be joined by so many speakers, deputy speakers and representatives from parliaments across Europe and indeed from the United States. Uh, We Irish uh, uh, are today marking an important moment in what was a long and unremitting struggle for independence and that is an experience we share with so many other nations. Uh, Our struggle was part of a global cry for national freedom, one that in the aftermath of the First World War united people from India to Latvia, from Poland to Egypt, behind the principle of national self-determination And it carried, of course, within it other struggles which is a continual reminder to us that we're not always allowed to surface, be it workers' rights or gender issues. Too often women's gender issues were told that they must wait until other projects were completed. They had to wait but they they certainly weren't quenched. So despite all the changes in modern technology, and in international economic policy in the last century, the international political order is still today organised on the principle of the nation, recognised as it is embedded in the charter of the United Nations itself. And democracy for people throughout the world is still primarily experienced and given form through and by the nation-state. It is in national parliaments whether in multinational states such as our closest neighbor or in unitary states that democracies looked for looked for expression and achievement, even if it is an international forum that many rights issues are given fullest recognition. It is in our parliaments that all the great issues facing our countries are deliberated and debated in the most proximate sense. It is through parliaments that the common good is forged, and it is through parliaments that our peoples choose how our countries are to be governed, and for whom. The issues, opportunities and challenges uh, also, of course, transcend borders, however, and nations share those concerns in wider unions. Parliaments are not only shaped, but have the capacity to shape a people and a demos, to act as the locus and centre of a political community, sharing its life with other political communities, that magnificent experiment in continent-wide democracy, the European Parliament, speaks and acts for hundreds of millions of citizens of the European Union. It is there that the aspirations of the European street find voice, and it is there now proposals of the Commission and the Council must come for legitimacy and connection with the citizens of the European Union. Many of my speeches since I became President are on the importance of connecting with the European street but this afternoon we celebrated the establishment of the first democratically elected Irish Legislative Assembly. The first all-in, its members faced extraordinary challenges. 34 deputies, as you have heard me say earlier perhaps, were recorded on the day during the roll call as Fwy Gloss E Gawlew, in, Gauliffe, in imprisoned by the foreigner, while three were Erdíbert E Galev, expelled by the foreigner. I tried to be more generous this afternoon as well in relation to the Count Corla, speaker of the day hundred years ago, <clears throat> and he said that he would speak entirely in Irish, except for one sentence to ask the people not to applaud after the roll call was made, and he said he would use those few words in what he called "Sax Berla." There was a real difficulty about the word; the, the Irish word for "in English" is "berla." Let us all try to be more generous now. Despite the support of the majority of the people of Ireland, it was unfortunate that the British authorities refused to recognise the sovereignty of the Irish people and the legitimacy of the which led to our difficult and protracted war of independence. Parliaments today and across the world now confront new challenges to their legitimacy some, new, uh, some challenges are new and some are enduring. The realm of what is unaccountable is growing, presenting a very grave challenge. It is publics who carry the consequences of what are unaccountable or speculative actions, but it is parliamentarians the citizens will turn to, to voice their frustration and anger. The importance of shared information, knowledge, political and economic literacy I I plead for a new economic literacy to involve our citizens and I believe it has become ever more important. As a former parliamentarian myself for many years, I have witnessed the often overweening power of executives which often seek to evade scrutiny and conduct policy with as little oversight as possible, invocations of raison d'etat, the national interest or national security, are now ever more frequently deployed to simply avoid scrutiny. And the most ancient duty of parliamentarians, I was one for 23 years in one house, nine years in another house, is to hold executive power accountable to the people. And it remains as pressing and important as ever. If that duty is not exercised in conditions of rapid change, as we are in now, socially, economically and technologically, the faith of our people in parliaments will fade. Parliaments cannot afford to leak power to the realms of accountability. Sorry, cannot afford to leak power to the realms of unaccountability. In an unrestrained, unregulated, financialised global economy, parliaments will be presented in such circumstances as hollow, retained only for symbolism. And over the past 40 years, new centres of power and authority have emerged, in the form of unaccountable private concentrations of wealth. And as that influence has increased, so too has the capacity of parliaments to influence the allocation, and the resort, and it, indeed, the use of resources, has diminished. As a consequence, many of our citizens are inclined to turn away from politics or have offered their vote to those who choose to scapegoat immigrants and minority groups rather than addressing the structural economic problems we face. So, dear friends, this is a time for parliaments, and it has my support, to reassert their authority And we must all speak out and defend parliaments as forums for deliberation and debate and to recover their role in economic, fiscal and monetary policy. Start limiting the realm of the unaccountable. And as we mark in Ireland the first century of our democracy, I hope that we will witness a resurgence of parliaments across the world. For the challenges we face in the new century are ones that we must do together. Climate change, economic inequality, the need for sustainable development, all these challenges will only be met by democratically elected representatives coming together to do the people's work, not just for this generation, for the very future of the planet itself. So on behalf of the people of Ireland, our son went to meherin, a rich clock and live as a choke as velian well in our local Urickshaw, as with the Cor Bonus La Corus de La Holinary. On behalf of the people of Ireland, I do thank you again for joining us on this momentous day. And may I wish you all, every one of you, the very best in your capacity as representatives of your people and parliaments. Mila buika mila mahaki, thank you so much.